Can you give at Marks with Mike's podcast a shout out? Shout out! Hey yo! What a maneuver! Bye 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 Are you kidding me? The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Yo, you already know who it is by the sound of my voice. That's right, it's your boy, Facebook JT back in this piece once again. And of course, I am joined by the co host L. Cheech. What's going on, Bobby? Yo, yo, talk your shit Thursday. You know what time it is. Let's go. <laughs> hey, time is money. And of course, when there's money involved, we definitely got to make sure we stack it up. And of course, we are joined by the unofficial, official intern. What's going on, Mr. Casanova? Just living the dream, man. That's all. You know, plenty of stuff going on in the world today, but I'm just keeping it positive. And on that note, man, it is another Thursday. Like we try to do every single Thursday, we try to bring y'all with an exclusive interview. Uh, of course, this Thursday is none other and none different like the others. Of course, if you've been paying attention, you know a lot of big things are coming up. But two things that are coming up for sure, you do know you have, of course, uh, Black Wrestlers Matter 3, and you have Good Trouble 3 happening the weekend in February the 19th and the 20th. And we just so happen to have somebody with us right now that we're getting ready to interview. Listen, the letters are very simple, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw them out there for you. J D X and the D stands for what's going on, Papa? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Um, let's say tonight I got two things that the D actually stands for. Uh, one being devil, because the devil thought he had us, he thought he was gonna rain on our podcast parade. But I'm here to tell you, no, 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 no. We back and we live. And the second being, don't you dare. Listen to any other podcast out there other than Marks with Mics. Yep, yep. Appreciate it, man. We definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate having you inside the building. So first and foremost, let people know where you're from. Of course, we already know, but let people know where you stand, uh, stand where you come from. Um, so I'm originally born and raised uh, from Chicago, Illinois. I moved up to Minnesota for four years, and now I'm down here residing dare I say it, Hotlanta. Because a lot of people from Atlanta like like to say like nobody calls Atlanta Hotlanta. But I call it that. So <laughs> I'm now residing here in the ATL. ATL show. Okay. <laughs> so definitely, man. So what what was it like for you coming up, growing up in the shot? And now now that you're inside Hotlanta, Atlanta, you know. You know, zone six, all that. Let, let, let people know how, how, how it is for you. So, big transition. You come from a winning city and you come down here to the south. So, let's, let's get back. Um, I mean, there are similarities um, as far as, um, I guess, the city life. Um, there's no beaches here in Atlanta. So, that's unfortunate. Downtown Chicago, we was fortunate enough to have a beach, which is great. Michigan Ave shopping, you know what I mean? But, you know, there are rough patches, rough parts i should say of chicago uh, where you gotta keep your head on the swivel you know so um there are parts like that here at too there are um there are very good urban parts and and gentrified areas um but you know it's gritty areas too so no respect 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 so living up in the shine boys you got the chicago bulls you got the chicago white Sox. 
Cubs, <laughs> the Bears. Okay, now you talking. All, the all, I mean, you got, you got, you got, you got all these great franchises. And, mm-hmm. uh, I see you laugh when I said the White Sox, and I, I, I definitely understand <laughs> why you did that. Uh, Southside, so, Southside Chicago. Yeah, I'm from. I am from the Southside Chicago, born and raised. Okay. Um, okay. But unfortunately, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. I mean, nothing hey, wrong with that. No, there's something wrong with that. I don't know if you remember what happened in 2016. Oh, they I took remember. them hard out and just stumped it in the ground. Yes, sir. We got that uh, that World Series championship, man. Dude, man, I had I, I was in downtown like for like four straight games with a bottle. We gonna celebrate today. <laughs> we gonna celebrate today. <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> One happened. One So, with that being said, my dude, uh, let the people know. Like, how how was it for you coming up in in the shop growing up? Uh, especially on the south side, you say you gotta keep your head on the swivel and things like that. So, so how was it? Um, yeah, I mean, piggybacking off of what I had said about you know keeping your head on the swivel. Um, to get to downtown, sometimes you had to ride uh, what they call the L. Um, sometimes I would ride the metro train, which is a little bit more, you know, a little bit safer. But I had to also ride, again, the L, the subway. Um, and you see a lot going on on the subway. You see guys selling loose squares, loose squares, loose squares, selling loose cigarettes. Uh, for those that don't know what loose squares mean, um, selling CDs, DVDs, um, just all types of stuff. Um, <laughs> and to get to the subway, uh, me and my guys, we would park. Um, maybe about a block or two away from um, what, what was it, 80, 85th, I believe, or 95th, I forget. Uh, real Chicagoans going to slay me for that. But yeah, there was a ways to walk and it. it wasn't the nicest neighborhood. I'll just leave it at that to walk through in order to get to the subway. So that's where the um, keeping your head on the swivel part comes into play. And also I lived with my grandmother uh, for four years before I, after high school, before I went off to minnesota to go to wrestling school i lived with her in the city of chicago what they call the wild hunnets like rosen area um and it's it's no joke over there you know what i mean so just leaving the car going into the house like you got to make sure you know what i mean nobody's sneaking up on you nobody's you know catching you lacking as they say so yeah that's what that's kind of what it was like um, in my younger years, um, I grew up in a two-parent household until I lost my father to cancer. Um, I was fortunate enough to be uh, able to grow up in the suburbs. So, gotcha, man. Well, that, definitely our, our condolences out to you. Well, thank uh, you. With your father, and then you know, growing up in the suburbs. I mean, listen, that that is a fortunate thing, you know, for for people who who come out of poverty or grew up in uh, poverty, you know. For sure, it's definitely uh, unfortunate. I can I can say that I get the chance to raise my son in the suburbs. So absolutely, so, you know that's something definitely that I'm just uh, happy about. Uh, so moving on from there, my dude, I gotta know. Um, of course, this thing that you are doing as a professional, you know, they like to call it professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called sports entertainment. So what was it about wrestling that caught your eye in particular? So. Um, I always tell people like, uh, my father, he was a reverend. Um, so there was like maybe three or four professions that I wanted to do as a uh, kid. 
like being like seven or eight years old. I either want to take after my father and be a preacher or I wanted to become um, Batman or a Power Ranger. <laughs> um, and two of those things weren't quite possible. So the next thing was wrestling and wrestling was like, watching wrestling for me was like watching real life superheroes, like a Power Ranger, like a Batman, um, like a Wolverine. Um, they were like larger than life characters for me. And I was just like, damn, um, I can't shake this. So like, as I grew older, I just decided that that's what I was gonna do in life. Um, by the time I was probably like, mm, I don't know, probably about 13 or something. Uh, as I was getting ready to enter high school, that was my, that was my goal. I, yeah, it goes all the way back to like seventh or eighth grade. That's what I decided I was gonna do with my life. I remember my science teacher, um, she was kind of clowning me. I was kind of a class clown or a troublemaker, so to speak in eighth grade. Um, and I remember my uh, science teacher, she was a substitute and she was kind of busting my balls about like, so Justin, what is it that you want to be in life? And I was kind of ashamed. I was kind of afraid to say um, that I wanted to be a wrestler because I felt like a lot of people would have laughed at me because she was putting me on the spotlight. You know what I mean? And if I would have answered with that question, um, I mean, if I would have answered that question with that, that I want to be a pro wrestler, like, I feel like, you know, she would have with that question. She would have, she would have probably, you know, gave me some bars. So I don't know, but yeah, it, it dates all the way back until like seventh grade, uh, like I say, eighth grade, uh, where I decided that that's what I want to be in life. So it was just a childhood. Uh, I don't like saying dream, but like goal. I would say it was a lifelong goal for me to become a professional wrestler. Okay. Well, looks like you and I got something to come. Um, <laughs> Both of the both of us are, uh, you know, preachers' kids. Hell yeah! Growing up, you know, my my pops uh, still he, he's still currently, you know, going around uh, pastoring, uh, ministry, um, staying away. So I definitely I definitely know the pressure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the pressure yeah. That, uh, that, that comes with being a uh, PK. Uh, yeah, BK <laughs> is. I just literally said it. Preacher's kid. Preacher's kid. And you know, <laughs> the preacher's kids end up being the class clown. It, 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 it's not. It, it's not because we want to. No. Man, there's a lot of pressure built up, and the only time that we actually able to relax and be ourselves is outside of the house. Other than that, if you was like me growing up, you was at church, you know, almost every function that went on. Mm -hmm. if, uh, if, if there was a revival, you know. Yep, you was there. <laughs> you were there. And you were there early. Bible class, <laughs> Sunday Bible. school. Sunday school. Vacation Bible school. All Everything. You, you were there. You know, for myself, I was, I, I was actually forced to join the men's choir. You know, oh, yeah. the men's choir and the youth choir, but you know, I had that thing about, <laughs> about the men's choir is, you know, they, they, they only sung every fifth Sunday, so that was rare, rare and far, far between. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel you, I definitely do. Uh, I honestly think that I don't know. You probably could become a Power Ranger or Batman. I think, I think, I think Batman. Oh, I don't know. I'm on a good track. We'll see. <laughs> 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 one, of those, one of those is tangible. I mean, you know, I remember, I remember when the pandemic, uh, when it first hit, and, and the guy was walking through Chicago dressed as Batman. 
or whatever. And it's like everybody's like, oh man, it's Batman. And everything like I, I thought I was like, yo, some somebody had had this dream be Batman. Hey, I thought that I, was hard. I didn't know that was in Chicago though. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in the shot. And if I'm wrong, uh, y'all, you hit me up, you know, in the DMs. Yeah. But let me be quite honest. Let JT know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let know about it. Okay, so you, you told you told the science teachers about your dreams to become a professional uh, wrestler, or should, should I say, go to become a professional wrestler. And so, did, did you have friends that, as well that that, that would uh, watch wrestling with you, or who had the same like-minded? Uh, like-minded, I, I guess you could say aspiration, because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, growing up, growing up, you watch wrestling, and sometimes you get like a little click of friends that watch it with you. For sure. So, um, did, did you have a click of friends, or were you just... Yeah, um, I had a few friends that watched wrestling, absolutely. Um, yeah, like, all dating all the way back to third grade, actually. Um, one of my homies, he, uh, I guess at the time, he was my best friend. Uh, I say I guess because he stole from me. He stole wrestling toys out of my locker. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was he was a good friend of mine. Did love wrestling, so we would always have like, wrestling matches and stuff and play at recess. Like we would wrestle at recess. Um, I had another friend named Jared. We used to wrestle, um, and it, it continued on until fifth grade. Like my best friend to this very day. We would hang up um, like the the John Cena spinner belt, the WWE Championship. We would hang that up like on the roof. Um, we stayed in apartments or townhomes rather, and we would put it up on the roof. We would wrestle in the grass and like make our way to the ladder because like on the porch it was like these poles that you could kind of climb up and like you can grab the belt off of there. Um, so we had a lot of matches, uh, <laughs> a lot of like. I guess what what can I call it? like backyard wrestling matches, uh, so to speak, um, and then yeah, that continued into eighth grade and so on and so forth. So yeah, I had a lot of friends that watched wrestling. Um, none of them pursued it or um, kind of stuck with it the way I did. They were able to kind of shake it, you know what I mean? They kind of outgrew it, but I was a little bit different. Like it stayed with me. It was something that I was unable to shake, obviously. Nah, but you know what? I, I definitely, I, I definitely feel that because you know, hey, we all we all have friends growing up, you know, mm -hmm. far as uh, you know who who actually watched wrestling or either either wanted to be a part or you played with so some of yeah. the people that some people you actually hurt, you know, trying to put wrestling moves on for you sure. Know? <laughs> you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into this, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't happen, you know. So. Some some things happen, but you know the fact the fact that you know that that he stole you know some some wrestling figures from you. Yeah, uh, that don't sit well in my spirit. Uh, and, and, Mine either. <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, I was always told growing up, um, if you if you lie, you steal, and if you can steal, you lie. So yeah. you know. That, that that right there doesn't doesn't sit well. I mean, you know, come on, man. You could, you could ask the whole, you know, like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so, man. He's though my like Brock Lesnar, my Kurt Angle. I think oh, I had, man. Yeah, I had uh, Eddie Guerrero, and that, at that time, that was like 2004. So like Brock Lesnar was rare. 
because he had stopped wrestling literally at WrestleMania 20. And so I never got another Brock Lesnar toy. I never got another Eddie Guerrero toy. Um, yeah, the Kurt Angle I was able to replace eventually. But yeah, yeah. Hold he stole it right out of my locker. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. None of these back. Oh, I didn't get none of them back, JT. I was, uh, I guess I was too scared to like actually confront them about it. It's like I knew because I'm just like, like, who else would have stolen it? Because I went to this man's crib and I, I brought my Eddie Grill, my brand new Eddie Grill. I was decided. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was like a, like, um, uh, coise, like teal, like he had, it was t his like teal attire. And I was trying to decide between Goldberg and Eddie Guerrero. My mom only let me get my one. So I got the Eddie Guerrero and I took it to that man's house and it went missing. It went missing. So that's wow. when I put, you know, I put the pieces of the puzzle together. I'm just looking all over for it. I'm like, damn, I left it right here in the hallway. Like, where is it? My mom's waiting on me, so I can't keep my mama waiting. You know how it is, black mama. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't keep her waiting. So like I'm just like damn, what happened to my toy? Like like he like oh oh da, 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 da. And yeah. so, yeah, that just that yeah. man I feel I'm like bam honestly reacted like that man but yeah but like at what what time or moment in your life do you realize that you know this is the path you're gonna take and um. You already kind of have to get the gap by being son, or you know, or, yeah. am I saying it right? PF? Uh, PK. No, no, PK, PK. <laughs> I'll get it right. Oh, um, so, <laughs> PF, PF is putting a fist, bro. <laughs> right, um, so, the moment, there are a few moments, man. One of them just stands out. Um, I'm a Seattle, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. So, it was the Green Bay Packers game uh, in the NFC Championship. I think that might have been 2013 or 14. We had won the ring. We had beat the Broncos, and then we went back to the NFC Championship. We were down like 16 to 0 or something like that. And I said to myself in my grandmother's basement, yeah, I was a cliche. Like, after high school, I was living in my grandmother's basement. At like, <laughs> um, nothing wrong with that, but I'm just like, I just wanted more for my life personally. Um, and I remember being in the basement and like, I was thinking to myself like, damn, if they have enough faith to come back and not give up on this game and win, then I should have enough faith to like pursue wrestling wholeheartedly. Because I was at a point in my life where I believe I was working at Target or something like that, like straight out of high school, I was working for Target. And like, I just didn't see my life like taking off. I said to myself, like, I love sports. So I, I was saying to myself, like telling my friends, like, okay, yeah. Like all my friends were in college going away. It was like, you know how it is. Like when everybody's leaving for college, I don't know if you guys went to college personally, but mm -hmm. um, I didn't and all my guys were leaving for the most part. And so like, I was like telling myself, like, okay, like I'm gonna I'm a go to school to be like a sports journalist. Like, you know, like the, like Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, those guys. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to school for that sports communications. And, but I just couldn't uh, will up the funds in order to make that happen, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, man, if I don't go for wrestling, like I'll regret it for the rest of my life. So that moment in the basement uh, of my grandmother's house, I decided that I was gonna go for it after they came back and won, of course. I was like, yeah, that's it. Like I gotta go for it, I have to. 
and another moment was um, I, it might have been shortly after that or shortly before I can't remember um, I was just sitting at Planet Fitness and I remember um, ironically I remember seeing like a butterfly fly across the window and it's funny because I just posted a butterfly today on uh, Twitter I mean not Twitter yeah I did post it on Twitter and Instagram um, like I was staring out the window and I saw like this butterfly like just flapping his wings just flowing and being free and I was just like damn like looking at my hands like man like I gotta put in this work if I wanna make this a reality if I wanna make this happen and then that was just a moment where like a sense of uh, realization hit in that like you can do this but you just gotta work hard for it so I was like door dashing downtown downtown Chicago like just you know working late nights trying to work up the funds to make it to wrestling school so uh yeah so um the butterfly analogy first of all uh mm -hmm. that that right there reminded me of uh i mean well if, if anyone knows the butterfly butterfly effect butterfly analogy mm -hmm. go back listen, listen to kendrick lamar's second album i mean listen this ties real deep right yes. so you 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 were talking about earlier and i'm, I'm just trying to piece the story together as, as we go along for time. sure and i'm sorry i'm all over the place <laughs> no, no 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 not all over the place listen, i just I'm, I'm just doing a small little recap so you know growing up on the south side keeping your head swivel you had a friend you had a friend that you know that basically that wasn't your friend by the way Right, and that's why I said, like, I guess I could call him one of my best friends because he like, knew. You know, like, is he a real friend if he's doing that type of shit to me? So, yeah. <laughs> How many of us have been friends? One we can depend on. No, but no, but uh, <laughs> I know. <it> no, but... <laughs> I know y'all keep a lot of sugar in the house now. Let me see. It's making me, it's making you suspicious, eh? <laughs> no more lactose. <laughs> you know, I used to think that was Rey Mysterio. <laughs> you know how you have like those crazy theories as a kid? I thought that was Rey Mysterio because he wore his like hats. The mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Down, he, so he had like Joker tatted over his stomach. I was like, oh, it's like Rey Mysterio. So that's what he's been up to ever since WCW folded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this, this made perfect sense. No, but, no, but you know your, your journey and you know looking at see how shout out shout out to Russell Wilson too. I mean, Hell yeah! The only, the, the only think, shout out to his wife Sierra. Hey, he related to Matt Caster because they sure look alike. They do. They actually do. They actually do. They actually. Yeah. Do. Listen, I'm gonna say it like this: until I see them in the same place at the same time, they're the same person. Man, they're the same person. You can't but, forget uh, the most important person out of that whole, uh, you know, tag team, man. And shout out to Sierra, man. Damn, lucky motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, this this wasn't luck. This was a fine intervention. You made that decision. You was like, look, if the Seahawks can come back from, you know, basically getting almost getting their ass, we can come back and win this game. I can go ahead and apply the pressure 
to these people let me know why I am here. So when you decided to make that decision, you went ahead and you suck out, you, you went ahead and sought, sought out a trainer, you ended up hooking up with Mr. Ken Anderson himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Anderson, so tell me, so tell me how, how that was hooking up with him, going, going to the wrestling school and things of that sort. Um, so I remember the first day, man, uh, I can be very brash at times, especially not like knowing, like I knew that like you can get heat, uh, but I didn't know because I hadn't experienced it yet, right? So I remember my first day walking into the academy, um, I just moved to Minnesota. I probably was only in Minnesota for like less than a week, actually. I moved to Minnesota on a Friday and then I started wrestling school on that, on that Monday. Um, my girlfriend at the time, she had flew out there with me. Um, she had went back home to back to Chicago. Um, so I remember walking through, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I promise you it was leading to something. Uh, I remember walking through, I remember walking through MOA, like Mall of America. And then like, I was like, I was, I was damn near crying. I'm not going to lie. Cause like I had no friends, no family, no nothing. And it's scary. It's, it's freaking scary. Like jumping off. Um, a building and taking that that proverbial leap of faith um so i was walking through moa and i was walking through forever 21 and i look to my left and what do i see i see this guy i see the rock Get I see out. The rock yeah i look over to my left and i see a shirt not not literally no a shirt a shirt of the rock and so i was like okay that's a sign like you need to stop bitching you need to pull up your pants and, and, and work you know what i mean you came here for a reason and you need to get after it um so like there's no excuses i looked at it as no excuses there's no reason why you shouldn't succeed um and so then that, the next day yeah i pulled up to wrestling school and i pulled up to the academy and i had already met sean davari sean davari is one of my uh, trainers as well um i had already met him like for a quick consultation or whatever when i came to visit when I went to visit Minnesota um, for a couple of days and looked for an apartment um, a few months prior. So I wasn't like as starstruck by Sean by that point. So Sean was like talking, oh, all right, guys, this is the plan, da 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 da. Um, and then I hear the door open and it's like 20, I forget how many of us was in that class. We were like the third class, class Charlie. Uh, like they would letter it like ABC. We were like class C, I believe, uh, class Charlie. But like, it was like 20 of us outside, and then like we were all standing in a circle kind of and then in walks Ken Anderson and I'm just like oh shit like this man did not just fucking walk in the room like I'm starstruck as fuck there's only two moments I've ever really been super starstruck up to that point was um I'm a huge Drake fan um so I was at Drake's concert but not because of Drake but because of Kanye it was unexpected fucking Kanye came out of the ground like the Undertaker or Rey Mysterio yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Chicago native I lost it um and then like when Ken walked in the room I was just like fuck like this is Ken fucking Anderson um so he was super cool um Sean was super cool they had different like philosophies Sean was more quick with the whistle so like if you got in the ring and like you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. You, you had like one chance to fuck up. And then the second one, like he would blow a fucking whistle like a, like a gym coach. Like, get the fuck out. You don't know what you're doing. Pay attention. And then like, so like you didn't want to fuck up. So you were just kind of like timid, like getting in the ring, doing the drills and shit. And Ken, forgive me if you somehow hear this. 
Uh, but Ken, like, he was cool, but his patience, like, you can only test his patience so much. Um, like, he would have moments where, like, guys where if they didn't listen, he would, like, go and, like, take his cap off. And, like, just fucking throw it. Like, just launch it. We were in a garage. Like, the academy, um, it was, uh, the venue was a garage. I'm talking about venue, like, it's a show. But, yeah, like, it took place in a garage or whatever. Um, and so, like, he would take his hat off. And sometimes the garage would be open because, it like, I started class in the summertime, like I stated, in June. Um, he would take his hat off and, like, fucking flick that motherfucker all the way into the parking lot. Just, like, he, yeah. he would lose his shit sometimes. So. Uh, good time like an man. asshole <laughs> yeah yeah like an asshole for real <laughs> but no I, mean, I learned so so much from that man dude. i remember one time i rode down um uh, and it's crazy because to look at where the fuck these guys are now um it was me ken his wife and who's also really cool um mr and mrs anderson uh we were riding and then also in the car it was uh aew's Dante Martin, who I also started training uh, the same day of, um, he was in the car. And then next to him was freaking Austin Gunn, two of AEW stars. Like, so that's cool to think about now. And then here my ass is still on the Indies, still grinding and shit. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, like I was with those guys. We worked in Triple Threat that weekend. And then we got to stay at Ken's uh, mom house. And like, it was just cool. It was surreal. Like, yeah, on and ken anderson's fucking mom's script like that's cool she's making us like um these like finger foods and shit so it was it was surreal man he always gave me great advice and always put me over and i can still hit him up to this day for advice and certain shit so it's awesome to have him as a coach oh man that, that's wow. much that's much respect man like <coughs> you said you you said uh navari sean navari was just blowing blowing the whistle what was he blowing the whistle like day day Oh, uh, Friday at the next, one whistle for no reason. Oh, yeah, damn near, yeah. <laughs> so how was it um, staying over there in Minnesota? Because, you know, it's kind of the same cold, you know what I'm saying, as Chicago, but, you know what I mean? Sure. You wave, um, how long do you uh, stay up there? So practically four years. I moved here in Atlanta uh, about almost a year now, back in April, um, April of 2021. Um, so I moved to Minnesota in June of 2017, I believe it was. And I stayed there up until last year of April. So, um, but just, just almost four years. I call it four years because it's practically four years. But yeah. And to answer your question of what it was like. Yeah, I, it wasn't my first choice, honestly. I was working one of my jobs to help me kind of um, be able to pay for wrestling school. I was working that job and like I remember one day I was riding from Kansas City back to like Chicago and I heard uh, Ken Anderson and Shonda He's got a phone call, oh. sorry. Uh, okay. So I was planning on coming down here actually to Atlanta. Um, that was my original, original plan to come here to Atlanta to go to WWA4 under at the time, uh, Mr. Hughes. Um, I called them. I didn't like what I heard. Uh, I was inquiring about like coming to professional, becoming a professional wrestler and going to their school. And I was asking a guy about their student housing, uh, which is cool. That's great that they offered that. I don't know if they offer that anymore, but at the time they did. Um, so I was like, damn, okay, I can like 
pay for rent i can stay there like i'm fucking 16 years old at the time looking this stuff up like i'm excited you know what i mean i'm still in high school i'm just thinking like because i'm planning for the future like i'm trying to figure out like okay how does this work do you have to pay every two weeks or do you have to pay monthly and so i called them to ask them that and the guy just had a nasty fucking attitude um about like answering my question i'm just like bro like i'm inquiring to come to your freaking school i'm big on customer service that's one thing uh, people may or may not know about me um, like i'm big on customer service like i'm inquiring to come to your school and so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way um so i kind of x that out and then i was planning on going to wildcat sports in uh, new orleans and so my plan up until i heard that podcast um i believe it was russell's russell zone yeah with justin labar and ken anderson and sean Nabari were on it and i was like damn nothing against um wildcat sports but i was like damn do i want to and especially me being so like uh what's the word i'm looking for um ignorant i was ignorant at the time i didn't know any better right. and, like just because you're on the fucking knees your whole life doesn't mean like you're not good so I was like, okay, I know Luke Hawks is like the head trainer. And Luke Hawks is fucking great. Um, but like at the time I didn't know that like just because you didn't make it to WWE didn't mean that you weren't great. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn, do I want to go to Wildcat Sports where Luke Hawks is the trainer or do I want to go learn from guys that in my mind at the time had done it? You know what I mean? Under Ken Anderson. I feel like I've said this shit 12 times. Ken Anderson, Sean DeVar. Uh, <laughs> so yeah i ultimately decided like fuck all right i didn't want to go back to the code but yeah that's where you know i had to go that's where i felt like i had to go at the time i had to go to minnesota and yeah it was a great decision i feel uh, it, it was so for the people over there that they didn't want to take congratulations you, you played yourself Mm -mm -mm. Customer service is definitely big, 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 man. I think I lost my. I think we all did it at one guys. point in our lives as a job, or just had to deal with somebody that just was a complete asshole. And you're like, damn, man, I called to ask you something. You're treating me like this. Fuck you. Sorry, uh, intern. I could not hear you, bro. Hold on. I'm sorry. Tap for sound. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Loud and clear. Jesus Christ. I'm like the fuck up yeah, of this. Just chilling, chilling. All right, I think I can hear you guys again. Somebody yeah, yeah, say something? Oh, we can still hear you. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, boy. So weird. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was the, you know, your story just kind of beginning, you know, and uh, now we see where uh, your path leads you to, you know. You went down south, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, times... Time start getting, you know, real for you. Everything, everything is getting real there. So, you know, from Chicago to Minnesota to ATL, I know one of the biggest things that you probably noticed besides the weather change. Sorry, JT, I can see you talking, but I literally cannot hear you. Let me try closing my safari again, and I'm gonna come right back in because that worked last time. Let me try that. Sorry, fellas. Well, JD has to be right back. But in the meantime, make sure y'all are doing this. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe. Whether that be on Twitter, IG, the Book of Faces, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart. Uh, I can keep going on. Amazon. 
keep going on with that as well. Uh, you can go ahead and find us, of course, on Podbean. You can find us on all major podcast outlets. You go ahead and choose which one that you want to use. But you find us everywhere. Now to be back, uh, you you had a chance to go everywhere. I mean, you know, from 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 the, uh, from up north to down south. I know the biggest thing that you noticed besides the weather was the food. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I was talking to this girl um, the other day about that. Um, and I was telling about like how Chicago has great food, and they do. Uh, Minnesota food is it's okay, it's all right, but here in Atlanta, the food is pretty damn good too. I, I give them that. They know how to do some chicken wings for sure, like the lemon pepper wings. Um, even though like I feel like that was a Chicago thing first, but yeah, they do that really well. Um, I haven't found a pizza place that I'm super in love with yet. Um, barbecue is pretty, it's pretty decent, but like Chicago, where Chicago has to be, it's like, we have Chicago, we had a lot of holes in the wall spots, whether it's Chinese, whether it's pizza, um, soul food, like you name it, we had a lot of good hole in the wall places. Um, they were fire. So, I'm still trying to. <laughs> I'm still trying to find, you know, I've only been here for less than a year, so, you know, I'll, I'll continue to discover more places here in Atlanta. I guess you could say the decent end to discover. <laughs> no, man, look, I definitely, I, I definitely want to say it because I'm, I'm originally from down south. Are so you? I, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Florida, but I okay. stayed right So, you know, not for nothing. When I moved up here, I was like, Season is off. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> you know, I gotta add this to that and do this. Like, I mean, you, you being from Chicago, mm-hmm. you will never find a pizza that's gonna compare to Chicago, especially For sure. now. You may, you, you may find a peach cobbler down there, <laughs> or you know, a, a pecan pie. For or sure. you, you may, you may find, you may find some nice old food restaurants down there. Things like that, but you know, pizza—it's a wrap. Like, there's certain there's certain things that I know here in Cleveland I would not get unless I go back down south. One thing in particular: good Jamaican restaurants. Really? Okay. I've not found one yet in Cleveland, but you take your ass down. Jerk. Yeah, yeah, like you know. Some there is one. There is there is one that I seen. It's uh, it's it's on uh, what is it? Pearl Road before it turns into Twenty Fifth. It's called uh. Yeah, I've been. Called the Jamaican Irie Kitchen or something like that. Yeah, he said I lived on the street from it. It's trash. It's whack. The Jamaican patties taste taste like taste like they came out of Walmart right right out the box. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> like it's not it's not going to compare to what I'm used to, which is getting me back to JDX. He's not going to find a pizza that tastes like Chicago. In Georgia, you just want to have it. There might be. I don't know. I, I'm afraid, man. I don't like spending yeah. my money on like uh, taking the big fences and stuff. This one on Harvard, Michelle. Yeah. Shout out to Michelle. Hello, profits. <laughs> you know you can eat your taxes. How does your girl? I mean, the only thing I know about Chicago pizza, honestly, I mean, we actually have a Giordano's in Canton, Ohio, and I just discovered okay. that out of the drop of a hat, and I actually tried it once, and you know, honestly, I enjoyed my beer more than the pizza. Yeah. But according to Chicago people that I've talked to, they said Pequod's and uh, Lou Malnati's is the two best to get pizza from. See, 
So Lou's, Lou's, um, I always struggle with the last name, so I'm not even going to try. It sounds like you're saying <laughs> Illuminati, but it's Lou Malnati's. I know, I know. That's what I'd be joking with, Lou La- Illuminati. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lou's is okay. The thin crust is good. The thin crust is pretty solid. I'll say that. But see, like, you got to go to more, like, sur- suburban places like um, Aurelio's, like Beggar's Pizza. I'm trying to think. I love Home Run In. If you guys, I don't know, like, if they sell it there. They sell it in the freezer section yeah, of Walmart yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. Home Run In is fire as fuck. Like, the restaurant. We had, we had, it's a restaurant chain actually in Chicago, like, called Home Run In. That's where the pizza comes from. That's where the frozen one comes from, them. Um, oh. That's so fucking good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Pequot's is really good. I actually cannot wait to go back to chicago and have pequots that might have been some of the best pizza i've ever had in my life so i'm going i gotta go back to uh, get some pequots um but lose all these people to give you uh give you some like sponsoring money or something like that since you're giving them all these free promos and stuff like that (laughs) right yeah um these things yeah i was going going back so you know the training and all you know get away from the school i'm i'm getting hungry um (laughs) Same. So, you know, once you finish in the training and all that stuff, you know what I mean, with the over up there in Minnesota, do you had a particular place that you want to go work for or you was just open to wherever, you know, perhaps a booking will come or you had a first pers- uh, region? Um, so my goal was always WWE, um, especially again, like, like I said, Mr. Cheech, uh, like I didn't know the Indies. Like, I didn't know just because you hadn't made it to WWE. Like, of course, I knew TNA. I knew, like, I'm trying to think what else was at the time. I know Ring of Honor. I knew Ring of Honor, of course. Um, but, like, in my mind, it was like WWE or bust. So, uh, my goal was to, oh, yeah. And, like, to add on to my story of, like, the first time meeting, like, Ken, uh, like, we were going around telling our goals. And this is how I kind of got heat. Uh, we were going around saying what our goals were and like I got like kind of tongue twisted because I was so emotional. Um, it was asking us what our goals were and I, I said like my goal is to like to make it like to 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 and then Sean was like like to like do WrestleMania and I was like yeah I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm not <laughs> I was like I'm not here to do this as like a, a weekly like a weekend hobby like a weekend warrior like so yeah that caught me massive fucking so yeah, um, <laughs> I mean everybody kind of loved me now, like you know what I mean. But I was kind of like being like a know-it-all without knowing that I was being a know-it-all. You know what I mean? And I realized like nobody likes that. Um, so yeah. No man, I understand that. I definitely understand that. I mean, I, 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 I was just driven. <laughs> it was like, oh, so tell me, so tell me what your goal is. And you was like, well, shit, should I say it or should I not say it? You know, yeah. yeah. Y'all not there right now, and I don't, I don't want to say it, but yeah, 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 this is where I want to be at. Uh, so no, it wasn't like that, it wasn't like trying to, I did I wasn't worried about like uh, insulting like Ken or Sean or nothing like that. I was worried about like coming off as like shooting for the stars almost, like, you yeah, know I mean? like I didn't want to be that cliche guy, like, oh, you know, they go to make the WWE and shit, so nah, no. but look at where you at. There's you know? room to grow, man. There's so many companies out there exactly. now that are hiring talent and stuff like that. So you have like plenty of room to go. Oh, absolutely. And the sky's and the limit, as Biggie says. Yes, sir. It was what, 18, 19, 17? No, man. What was I, you at that time? I was 22 at the time. Oh, 22? Okay. Yeah, I was 
22, man, or 23, I forget. I might have been. No, I was 22. I was 22. Um, yeah, man. I mean, now, like, I look at, like, I'm a big fan of Logic. Um, so, like, one of my favorite quotes from one of his songs is, man, if I knew back then what I know right now, like, shit. <laughs> um, oh, you rocking with Logic? Yo, yeah, I love Logic. Yo, listen. Logic inspires me so much. Logic? Hey, nice. Logic has, like, some dope music. Like, yeah. his first album... That, hell yeah, that, hell yeah. That, that second one with, yeah. with the black the black Spider-Man on there and uh take away. No, 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 no. You fucking up, JT. That was like his third. That was his like his third, third. My bad. His yeah, third, third or fourth yeah. album. But everybody, yeah. Yeah. Man, so, uh, the incredible man. true story. Man, yo, that boy is oh, talented. Talented. Fucking chills. Man, that man. that that album, dude, and I discovered it late. That album came out, I believe, 2016 or 15 yeah like 15 or 16 and like dude i discovered it like in 2018 19 and like yeah logic logic he's 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 on a whole different playing yeah, field i mean he's, sure. he's, got, he's got a chance to work with him a whole, mm -hmm. whole bunch of different artists it's like logic is something, something different but speaking of logic let's just jump back into to the logistics of things so yeah <laughs> you got the chance you got the chance oh, I call Cheech, Mr. Cheech. No, <laughs> hey, I take it. You know. <laughs> Put some respect on Cheech's name. <laughs> now, you good. Uh, now I remember. Uh, so, so you've been doing this five years, five years plus, going on six now. Nope. Both five, five years. Nope. Four going on five. Yeah. No, four, yeah, I guess. Four, yeah, four, four one on five. five. Yeah. Like, damn, damn. I feel like it's cute. Like when you, you know, damn, you only two years. You know what I mean? Like I remember Black Wrestlers Matter one. I wrestled ACH and then like Sunny Kiss was like, damn, you only two years in like wrestling like that. So that made me feel like on top of the world. Um, damn, you quick as hell with these photos. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so yeah, that made me feel on top of the world. I was like, damn, yeah, hell yeah. Like only two years in, now I'm fucking four. So it's like you say five, I'm like, don't put that, don't put that on me. <laughs> yeah, no. Think about that. No, I wanna put that pressure on me right now. <laughs> but uh but I mean think about it. In four four years going on five, you've had <laughs> you've had the chance to to get out there. I mean, you, you've had a chance to make make your face known. You've had appearances on dark. You've had appearances on, um, I want to say NXT, if I'm not mistaken. You, you yeah. Have, you, yeah, you had, you had okay. appearances on NXT. Chris Hero? Right, Chris Hero? Did you wrestle him? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chris Hero. That's right. How, how, how was that experience? You know, because he's known to be a good teacher. Yeah, no, dude, working cashes was awesome. Uh, sorry. Um, I remember going down to Orlando and shout out to uh, Brutal Bob Evans. Uh, he was the reason I was able to get down there. Me and my buddy, Brandon Gore, who also trained out of the academy, and he moved down here. No, he um, came down here for a few months to train at the Nightmare Factory, too. It's like we do everything together. We went to NXT together, did some Evolve trials. It's weird. Um, but anyways, uh, we were both there at NXT in Orlando, and then, like, we were all lined up, sitting on a bench, so to speak. Like, it was, like, 15 of us, maybe. And, like, I remember... Like uh, the guy, Ryan Katz, in charge of extra talent at the time, he was like, yo, Justin, you're going to have a match tonight. And I'm just like, me? 
and so like again that's where like god like my faith in god like just it always showed up and showed out for me like just having faith in him because i just felt like i i remember working out in planet fitness and i would just like zone out and i would look up and i would be like imagining full sale like like months before um pulling up to the actual full set, I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna get a match. Like something's gonna happen, something has to happen. Um, and sure enough, I got an interest that night, which is really fucking awesome because they typically don't give extra talents and interests. Hell, I've been on dark like four or five times and I've yet to get an interest. So <laughs> um, <laughs> my first time debuting like nine months in, yeah. And yeah, I was nine months in wrestling on fucking NXT against Cassius, but to answer your question, Cheech, um, how was it like working with him? It was great, dude. Like, of course, I was nervous and like I didn't want to overstep my boundaries because you know how wrestling is. Uh, I didn't want to call no spots really, so I was very timid. And like, luckily, uh, one of my trainers, shout out to Cannon, like Eric Cannon, he's one of my trainers as well. Uh, he was in the Kings of Wrestling with Cash Zono, so they went way back. And so, like, I told Cash is where I trained, and so he took it upon himself to go hit up Cannon. And asked Kenan what I did well. And so when I came back to talk about the match with Cassius, he was like, yo, um, I want you to do that up and over. And that leapfrog that Kenan told me you're very good at. And so that, that like popped me in and made me blush. You know what I mean? Like that made me feel really good. Because uh, that's like your turn is looking out for you. You know what I mean? It's like, damn. Um, so that was awesome. Like Cassius was great to me. He did fuck me up. He bust my lip open. Um, I can't <laughs> Welcome to the million, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember if he if it was a punch in the corner or if it was like a boot or like a pump kick off the ropes uh, but I remember being in a match dude like one of the scariest fucking feelings especially like being an NXT or dark or whatever the case it is like is forgetting a spot and I remember being in the ring with him and he told me like beforehand like yo like if the crowd's rocking with it like keep coming keep punching keep punching and so like they were kind of coming up for it like we did a spot where like at the beginning like to start the matchup like they were going jd no my name was justin xavier there sorry yeah, so like they was like justin justin and so like i remember i was thinking in my head like you're training nigga like um <laughs> <laughs> lock them out <laughs> but i'm just keeping it real like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, remember you're training bro like ken always said like and sean they always talked about how extras tried to make the show about them so like i didn't want to be one of those guys and so like i'm like okay they're chin adjusted and my hand like started kind of doing like this like like you know like how you kind of rock with it like yeah like like you know what i mean i'm like damn like should i like should i they're like just that job so you kind of see me like like fighting like contemplating like damn should i should i go with it but i again i'm like fuck don't be that guy trying to steal the show because they told us stories about you know like guys that have jobs being in the back watching modern like hey, look at this motherfucker like he thinks it's about him so i didn't want to be that guy um so fast forward like we were we were working and like I did uh, like a drop down leapfrog, I think it was, or a leapfrog, and I tried to give, I give him a back elbow, and he no sold it. He just looked at me like, ah! and so um, I did something. And I started punching him, and I punched him a few times, but I was afraid to keep going, and they were getting behind it. But like you could see me stop, and then I just went to whip him because I knew that was the next spot. So I went to whip reverse him, the Irish whip him, and then like as I was going to the buckle, I was like, holy fuck, what is next? 
what's after I do this up and over and up and over for people that don't know is like kind of like when you go to the buckle and you kind of evade them, like you kick your legs up and they run under and they hit the buckle. Um, so I was doing that and I was like, holy fuck, what's next? Not now, not now, not now, not now. And so then I like landed and I was like, oh shit, yeah, I get my shit kicked in. And so I hit the ropes. <laughs> that motherfucker kicked me so hard. Hello. <laughs> and so then, yeah, he proceeded to put punishment on me, put some heat on me and stuff, as we say in business. Um, and then actually, I know my mouth was fucking bleeding and the ref's like, oh, cover up your mouth. Wipe your, wipe your lip with your tape. Wipe, wipe your lip with your tape. And I was like, oh, shit, like, what, there's a lot going on right now. So I fucking wipe my lip with my um, tape, and, like, I got blood on my fucking wrist now. I'm like, oh, shit. So, yeah, it was a cool visual, like, rising, like, seeing, uh, watching it back in a hard cam. Like, I'm like, with my fucking mouth all bloody and stuff. And then he gave me, you know, the discus uh, gimmick or whatever. So um, long story short, I know I went on a huge tangent there, and that was very long one. It was great to work with Cassius. Um, It really panned out for me in more than one way because he even put a word in for me at um aaw in chicago and so he helped me get a booking there because he put over like my selling and he just wow. put me to the promoter yeah so that was awesome that came like years later like i wrestled for them back in i think august or september of last year's and that happened like nxt happened like in freaking i think 2019 or 18 or something like yeah, that. 19. Like, yeah 19. look at you guys did your fucking homework i love it yeah <laughs> somebody gotta do it shit. Uh, but, that's what we do that's what we do <laughs> no but no, 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 my, my bad i was gonna ask him like going back just to say like okay you know you went to dark and um I have to put the the hometown homie oh, over you know cleveland right. cleveland old warlow Right when 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 you like, how did you find out that you was gonna be in a match with him? This is like a board, and or they come up to you and tell you, oh, you you wrestling today, or they call you. How did that opportunity come up? Um, so I went to the uh, Nightmare Factory. Um, I trained there for four months. That's why I moved to Atlanta originally. So I uh, was invited to go there and um, I was able to make a few appearances. And so how they do it is they write it on the board for you. Um, they write, you know, who's having a match on the board. And so um, I saw that I was working with though. And like, this was down in Orlando where they do the tapings. Um, and this was the very first taping. So we weren't quite sure like how things were gonna work necessarily. Cause we knew we were doing like four or five episodes or something like that. And like, I remember like sitting in the crowd um, and I was thinking to myself, like, damn, you know what would be fucked up right now if Warlock was looking for me? Even though we, like, it said we were, like, on episode four or something like that. I'm like, man, let me, let me, let me go to the back. Because I'm fully suited at this point. I'm like, let me just go to the back and just make sure this man not looking for me. So I go to the back. He's in the locker room, I think, with the revival, um, my FTR. Um, and they're chopping it up, and I'm like, yo, Warlow, like, uh, we're supposed to work, um, today. And actually, it's funny, because I had already worked him, like, a few weeks before that, or a week or something like that. Actually, with my man's Brandy Gore, like, I said, every fucking thing together is weird. Uh, we even tag team with each other against, uh, Sean Spears and Warlow. Um, I remember that match. And so, yeah, and I'm like, damn, I fast forward and back to Orlando I'm like damn I hope this man I look at him yeah I go find him and I tell him we're working each other and so then he go talk to Cody and Cody is my coach 
Um, so that was awesome that Cody was our agent for the match. And then like, he went to go talk to Cody and then he was like, oh yeah, like bro, we're up in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh shit, well, all right, let me get fucking dressed. So that's how like, you know, it can be crazy at times. Wrestling can be fucking crazy. Think about a high stake match like that, you know, not for him, but for me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to fuck up. I want to remember my spots again. Like if you think about my Orlando story, like I don't want that fuck up to happen. And for whatever reason, I was so in my head um, that weekend. I don't know why, but I was, especially with the time constraints of knowing that we had to go out there in like 15 minutes. Um, I was, I was tripping. And so we got into the ring and sure enough, I forgot a fucking spot. We were in the ring and it was supposed to be like a duck or something like that. And instead of, I couldn't, when we were talking about the match, it was supposed to, we were talking about making something a duck and something being a block. And I kept fucking them up. I was like, oh, I'm a block here. And I was supposed to duck here. Um, and so when we got in the ring, I fucked up. I blocked when I was supposed to duck or something like that. No, I ducked instead of blocking. And so it was like this strange pause. And like, I just grabbed him and like started punching him. Like nobody probably could really tell unless you're like a worker worker. Um, like it really wasn't bad but at the time i was beating myself the fuck up so i'm like damn i'm tripping and credit to warlow warlow was like dude don't worry about it like it's all good it's all good like don't worry about it. he probably was talking shit like later on like in the back to people because that's just how wrestling be so fast like you be like oh no you good bro you good and then you get in the car ride like oh, how the fuck do you forget this like how the fuck um so he probably was like that but uh, to my face he was cool about it and i believed him so like it, it made me feel okay um, to the point where I was able to get another match in that same day with my homie Carly Bravo. We got to wrestle um, private party and that match went great uh, other than us going over the time because uh, they thought we had six minutes in the ring when it was six minutes curtain to curtain. But other than that, um, it went great. It was Aubrey Graham's, I said Aubrey Graham, that's fucking Drake. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is Aubrey's last name? Um, damn, can't think of her last name. But referee Aubrey, you got some Aubrey. Yeah, um, it was her. Yeah, yeah, Edwards. Yes, um, we. It was her one thousandth match, I believe it was. So that was cool too. It was a cool milestone for her, um, and for me too. You know, knowing that I had her a thousandth match, so that was cool. But yeah, that's what it was like working more though. I believe that was the original question. Oh man, that's that's what's up, man. I mean, you know, listen, that that right there. I mean, just having to be there for the taping of the matches and mm -hmm. uh, being there for that for that long period of time. Like we we've had our chance to, to be at a set of tapings for OWA, and Hell yeah. we, we've had a chance to be there. Literally, I, th I think we got there like as early as ten o'clock, and we didn't mm -hmm. leave till almost eleven p.m. that night. So yeah, we talk, we talk about taping. And I wasn't even in the match. Yeah, that's I how it be. I was like, damn, I'm tired of legs hurt. Yeah. Everything hurt. But, you know, the, the thing about it is, like, we, we all get in our head as soon as as soon as we notice that we, we do something that's not not a part of the course. The first thing we do is, is we get in the head. But, you know, mm -hmm. hey, you got to definitely get get out of your head and keep pushing forward. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's cool. Warlow definitely, you know told you don't worry about it but hey like you said you know some people you know like, oh, yeah yeah you cool don't worry about it yeah yeah so, for sure you leave, man let me right. tell you about this motherfucker. right yeah that was my coach like coach like QT's my coach 
Like this motherfucker <laughs> gonna you fuck around and bury me to them, and it's just like, oh no, like that's not good. Like he could be Tony. Like anything could happen. Like so. So right now, right, you said you in Atlanta. Um, with this just happened. Like this graphic that you love. Um, oh, we yeah. are here. I hate, <laughs> I hate that picture. I hate, it. bro. I hate that picture. I hate it because I have a patch in my beard, and a lot of people probably didn't even notice that. But I'm gonna point it out. I had a patch in my right side of my beard. Um, I don't see. Uh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. yeah. And then also, my barber at the no, he's still my barber, um, and he does a good job on me. But at the time, he cut too much out of my chin, and like all this was fucking showing. And I just fucking hated my look. My eyebrows look goofy. Like I just, I you know, how, like you perceive yourself a certain way, and then you see something, you be like, damn, that's how I look. That's how that picture is for me. So okay. So how's your relationship with Jonathan Gresham, man? How do you get booked for that man? Uh, um, so actually, um, I just met Gresham for the very first time at um, at Terminus. Um, the re- I want to say the reason, but. Uh, yeah, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why I was probably booked was because of Baron Black. Uh, Baron Black is one of the coaches at uh, the Nightmare Factory, and he kind of took me under his wing. Um, I always tell people like Baron is like my new wrestling dad, so to speak. Um, at first, it was like the younger fucking Darius Martin, era, uh, formerly known as Airwolf, like Airwolf. Um, Darius Martin now he took me under his wing and like took me to you know all the big wrestling promotions and shit um and now like Baron Black is kind of doing that for me now that I'm here in Atlanta so um that's really cool uh Gresham was great though like I actually Baron told me that um him and Gresham watched Terminus back and then so I reached out to uh, Gresham about you know some advice and stuff and he was like fucking phenomenal about it so that was great yeah yeah Talk your shit. <laughs> I definitely know, like, you know, but for that being the first ever, you being part of the whole inaugural experience of Terminus, yeah, yeah. everything like that. And this this was a big deal, you know, saying like for for him to say, Hey, check this out. Instead yeah. of me worrying about what, you know, what what tomorrow may be or my current situation with Greg of Honor, let me go ahead and start this promotion. For sure. And he he said it all, man. I mean, there's a lot a lot of talent that showed up, and you got you got a chance to, to share the locker room with people like Moose. You got a chance to share share the Hell locker yeah. room. Moose was so fucking cool. That was my first time meeting Moose. Sorry to cut you off. I just want to, I just want to put over Moose. He was like, dude, was super fucking cool. It wasn't like a thing where it's like, oh, he's this like Impact World Champion. He just like talked like a fucking regular dude. You know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah. No, that part that that part must have been cool. Like I, I remember what I think what was the Chiefs? We we were outside of uh out, outside of the uh the what's the face uh down there in New Orleans and I, I think Moose mm-hmm. was outside south signing autographs or something like that, Chiefs. Oh yeah. Moose was just, you know, just cool as fuck. I mean, just just down down there, like oh like for sure. Man, Man, like I guarantee, I guarantee you, like if Moose, if Moose wasn't here uh, in front of all these people, he'd probably be at home right now with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, sitting down, <laughs> watching TV, just some, just, just some normal ass shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, so that's cool. That's cool in his own, man. You also got to share share the locker room with Josh Alexander, which you've had matches with in the past as well. Nope. No, you did. Got to correct you. So, I was supposed to. 
Russell that's Max, that's what Russell it was. Max. Shout out to Russell Max. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, COVID kicked in. COVID happened. Uh, we were supposed to wrestle in Dallas. Um, yeah, so it'll it'll yeah. happen though. He even put it, he even put it on Twitter like he was looking forward to wrestling, and that uh, he wants that to happen. So hopefully it does happen. Uh, Russell Max, uh, the officials at Russell Max told me they're going to try to make it happen again this year. So hopefully that'll happen. Yeah. Okay, okay I got a question now. Um, I got a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Speaking about talent uh, and people you haven't wrestled, this is always one of my favorite questions when we interview somebody. So top five people that are active, they can be big names. They could just okay. be some regular dudes out of a wrestling school. It could be whatever five guys that you want to name, that you want to face at some point in your career, but they got to be active. They got to be active. Some people, okay. some people say dead or alive, and obviously if they're dead, you can't face a dead man. So, I mean, they got to be alive and, you know, working. Okay. Um definitely Shane Strickland um I love him. <laughs> that man entrance I'm waiting for uh Terminus the next Terminus show uh just for that man entrance man dude the fucking the shock of God that's fire mm -hmm. um so Shane Strickland would be one um trying to think who else who else who else let's see y'all and it's funny you asked me that because I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, damn, I would love to work this person or that person. Uh, sheesh. I would love to work Gresham, for sure. I would definitely love to work okay. Gresham. Like, that would force me to, like, step my game up, like, from a technical standpoint. Um, just in general. You know what I mean? You will be fighting somebody like that soon, too. Hell yeah. That, uh, yeah, yeah, man. We finna go at it. We definitely yeah, go at I'm it. looking forward to that one right there. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's another one too, but we'll get to that one soon. <laughs> that, that's one that I definitely uh I feel the pressure for and I was like, you know, I gotta set my game up for that one. Um I'm trying to think who else, man. Damn, it was somebody I was like, I would really love to work this person because I feel like it would be good. Uh, trying to think. Somebody somebody DM me, um, a fan was like um, Alex Shelley? Alex Shelley would be fucking fire too. Hell yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to put him as official one. Um, oh, okay. So we That's got Gresham. The... We got Shane Strickland. Um, oh, um, I would love to work uh, Carm... What's his band last name now? Hayes? Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, yeah, it is Hayes. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, shout out to that. He man. don't miss. Yeah, hell no. Melo don't miss. That's what he said. I've never met. I never met him, but like, dude... I remember it was a picture that uh, Mouse, the promo picture that like everybody used of me, other than the fucking Terminus one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to Mouse and the Big Stars brand, you know, we repping. Um, never miss, never lose. Mouse took that picture of me, um, like it's like a gray, it's like a blue jean jacket. I think you posted it. I don't know. I think you posted it on here. It's like a well, my denim jacket on, and like I got on half white and black. Um, regardless, there it uh, is. He went up. Yeah, there it is. That picture. Christian Casanova, now known as um, Carmelo Hayes, like slid in my DMs and was like, bro, like TV ready. And that fucking meant the world to me because like I looked up to him and like, you know what I mean? Like just like he's goals. Like and this is before he got signed. And I was like, damn, bro. Like. Yeah, appreciate it, my dude. Um, so, yeah, I would love to work him. Um, so we got Shane Strickland, we got Carmelo Hayes, we have Gresham. 
see how there's like something in common with all these people. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I try to think who else, man. Let me see. Let me see. Maybe Apollo Cruz. I really look up to Apollo Cruz. Um, what about Kenny King? Kenny King would be dope too, man. Hell yeah. That would be yes. fire. They're like five. Is that five? Is that five officially? Uh, Kenny King. I, well, he's suggesting these. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I yeah, he, I wanna, I'm just trying to help. You know what I mean? There's so no, I, many. I appreciate it because these are yeah. those are people I would definitely fucking love to wrestle. Shelly and Leo Rush. Leo Rush. I think Leo Rush is my fucking fifth one. I think. Okay. Okay. Leo. Because Leo was cool as fuck too. I finally met him. No, I've been met him like being an extra at SmackDown. But like for real, for real, I like, actually had a conversation with that man when I worked Dante Martin uh, at AW. Um, oh yeah, he was in his corner. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And yeah, he I got, was an, idea. I got an idea for Apollo Cruz though. What's that? If you face Apollo Cruz, Michael Blackson has to bring him out and be his voice just once. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, so I got going home soon, so let's get so it. Speaking of, so speaking of, man, you got you got a lot of things popping off, man. You got, of course, Black Wrestlers Matter 3 going down to St. Louis, February 19th, going up against uh, Fred. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me know. Uh, let, let me know something real quick. So what, what can we expect? From this match, because man, you got you got Fred over there, uh, Miss Mr. Yehi himself with the, with the technical background. You got yourself, uh, which if you haven't got the chance to see JDX uh, perform, I would suggest you go back and you go through YouTube. You can go watch matches of Dark. You can go, of course, to uh, IWTV, or you know you can go ahead and tune in. Who knows? To Black Wrestlers Matter 3 and check that out as well. So what can we expect from you inside this match? Because I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it so much. I'm thinking about gassing up my car driving from Cleveland to St. Louis just to see. Hell yeah. Come join us, JT. Um, and I would, I, let me take a second and say that. Yeah, man. Um, everybody purchase your tickets. Um, if you can't make it, if you're not going to gas your car up and make that drive like my man JT, and uh cheech and uh mr casanova might do um because if jt go y'all gotta come too y'all gotta all hop in the car <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah um if you if you're unable to make it that day uh st louis missouri uh purchase the live stream man it's not that much just purchase that live stream we got so much talent um upcoming talent like stars of today stars of the future like on that show so purchase that um guys are working hard to make that show happen and to continue to make that happen um so yeah support um but to answer your question man right away when i found out i was getting that match i was like oh fuck like I, like i'm not ready like fuck i'm not ready like uh shit um now fast forward to now like i feel more ready um mm. like after the terminus thing like um just like my confidence is growing not just because of terminus but i'm starting to realize like i stress out so much about matches and it's like dog you're fucking gonna be okay like you're good enough to get through a match and make it like good you know what i mean like i had to stop 
overthinking things and, and allowing my anxiety to get the best of me uh, for certain situations and matches and stuff. Um, so as far as what people can expect for that match is a banger uh, for a lack of a better term. You know what I mean? They can expect a banger. You can expect moments. You can expect um, a thrill ride. You can expect, yeah, fucking elbows. You can expect savage street. You can yeah. expect, I'm, I'm getting like emotional about it. You can expect like, I'm going to be on fuck 10. I'm going to be on 12 that day. So you yeah. can expect, like, you can, <laughs> you can expect um, maybe a side of JD you never seen before. You know, you see me like clean cut, um, this nice guy, but that day I'm I'm coming to prove something. I'm coming mm. with a chip on my shoulder to mm. prove that I can hang with Fred fucking Yehi. For sure. Okay. You know what? Okay. Is that a Black Panther call callback or what's the <laughs> <laughs> what kind yeah, of forever so yeah that um like when i when i debuted in wrestling like black panther had come out um i believe shortly after um okay so yeah like i was saying at the time i was a heel so i was saying like jdx forever like you know wakanda forever like so i was saying like jdx forever um and i would do that um and two of my buddies uh riley jackson and orn vite um shout out to them they would like take my moves, not like from a stealing standpoint, but like pay homage and like tribute um, to me, like a nod, a tip of the cap. You get it. Uh, I just want to do a tip of the cap thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they were just paying homage to me and they would like do like JDX. And I was like, damn, like that, that's kind of dope. Like I would say JDX forever, but they did like they <laughs> And so then, yeah, like, so it's like a combination of both for sure. Okay. So um, for uh, people out there, perhaps the lady, um, Justin DX Saber, what's the D stand for? So it stands for a multitude of things. As I said earlier, the devil tried to rain on our parade and he tried it again. He tried to fucking drizzle again with me losing sound again, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. Um, I said that the D stood for don't you dare listen to any other podcast out there other than Marks with Mike's, right? Okay. Um, let's okay. see. Uh, the D stands for dog because my damn dog is like, he's trying to get on the action. Uh, <laughs> so if you don't get it, then you probably never will. But I'll tell mm -hmm. you, I'll tell you just like this the D can stand for anything, it, it, mm -hmm. anything, you know what I mean? Long as it, long as I can flow off of it, long as I can make it make sense in a sentence. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. I figured out what it stands for though in that match against Fred. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be the destroyer. You're just gonna come out on top, whoop that ass, and you know, have another uh, notch in your belt that you could tell a story Hell about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I Cass. Like it. I like it, I like it. So okay. speaking of matches, also on that next following day, because you're a busy man. You're <laughs> a busy, busy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Good trip and value three going down, of course. So my man is leaving from St. Louis, and this is going down inside Columbus, Ohio at the King of Clubs. That's right. Make sure you get your tickets. If you get your tickets, if you can be there, go ahead and gas up the car. Get down there at the King of Clubs. I'm telling you, if you've not been to the King of Clubs, it is one dope-ass venue going yeah. down February February 20th uh, on a Sunday. So this match was supposed to happen before. And I know this because you end up getting called in for a taping for dark. <laughs> I do my homework. I, I do my homework, okay? How do so, I know this? Because I was there and you know i'm talking to the i'm, I'm talking to the promoter for owa it's like yeah man i was supposed to have this match with 
Trey and JDX, but AEW, you know, gave him the call. I was like, well, hell, shoot. He got to go. I understand this. So the thing is, Trey didn't even show up for that that show, though, did he? Mm-hmm. Trey wasn't even there. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. No, no, no. He didn't. No. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't even show up. See, that's the thing. Um, see, come February 20th, OWA is going to have a fighting champion. After February 20th, I should say. They're going to have a fighting champion. The champion is at every fucking show. And that's JDF and X. Uh, oh, whoa. Because oh, see, we threw some more letters in there. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, hell yeah. No, I, I fuck with Trey. That's the thing. I fuck with Trey. But he's been trying to clown me on, on, on Twitter lately. Um, like today, he was like he pointed out like that I wasn't on the poster. Uh, I was like, okay. <laughs> Keep that same energy. Keep it's that same petty. energy. Um uh-huh. But I fuck with Trey. I, Trey's fucking great. And honestly, if I wasn't going to wrestle him uh, come February 20th, I, that would have been a name that I definitely would have said. Uh, Trey Lamar, as I like to call him, because his ass Lamar is now. Down oh. On February 20th. Catch fire. Mm-hmm. So, bringing the heat. So, this this is going to be y'all first time ever meeting inside the ring. Yeah. Uh, first time ever this- touching. And this this should be lovely, man. Because look, I mean, Trey Lamar has been a fight, a, a champion here for OWA. Hell I yeah. mean, he's the I was he's there. The champion. Yeah, we we were there. We, I was we were there. there. That's like a t-shirt. We, yeah. we were there from <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Speaking of t-shirts, speaking of teachers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? Let, let me see uh, what JDX got. Yeah, he's like, let me. Let you me get somebody me. come up to you with a Trey Lamar shirt. Well, cut me a promo on this shirt right now. On that shirt, honestly, it don't you fucking look like Trey Lamar? So the the fact that it matters, <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you actually told me that because that kind of fire under me. Um, because like I didn't even know it was a Trey Lamar shirt. So we would have gone this entire show without me knowing that that was a Trey Lamar shirt. So I'll tell you this, Trey Lamar. Um, you probably should get a better graphic designer um, <laughs> that can actually make it look like you and actually make it, you know, represent who you are. Because mm-hmm. best believe when I have JDX shirts out there, you know that it's a JDX shirt. But that fucking shirt, it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> but you know what <laughs> won't be hard to tell is who's going to be the better man. On February twentieth. Yes, but, yes, but guys, yes. did you notice that look on his face when you were saying Trey Lamar is the champion? He's like, not for long. That's the look I got off of that look on his face, man. That's exactly what I felt off of that. Yeah, he's gonna be yeah. taking that belt away very soon. According to you know uh, social media, you know what I mean. You know, you he's been ducking you. Yo, he's you know? been ducking me. Yeah, I literally yeah. said that actually, Cheech. Um, he has been ducking me because he ducked me on that fucking show. Because uh-huh. let's say let's say I didn't get called into dark, right? What would he have done? Apparently, he just wasn't gonna show up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so coming from where I come from in Chicago, as we stated already, it's called ducking. That's what the D and that's the what D stand for. The D stand in that promo is stood for duck. Ducking and dodging and hiding from me. No more will he do that. No more will he be the champion after February 20th. 
I'm curious okay. to know something, though. You said you were in Chicago. Like, uh, granted, I know this place has been knocked down for many years now, but how close mm-hmm. to Cabrini Green were you living, like, where it was standing, at least at one point? Um, so I know the name Cabrini, Cabrini Green from um, Candyman, obviously, but I'm trying to, I, I, I just can't figure out the logistics of it right now. So my, my bad, uh, Mr. Cass. I can't oh, figure out the logistics of it. I know Eating Green, which is in the city, and that's a very rough neighborhood. Uh, but the Beating Green, oh, actually, you know what? I think that might have been like closer to downtown. Excuse me, I got a little choked up there. Um, I was thinking about that championship celebration I'm gonna have come February 20th. Um, ooh, ooh, boss. Get up clubs. <laughs> Yo, get your tickets. Um, so yeah. Um, I think it's close to downtown Chicago, though, I believe. So um, as far as how far I stayed from it, for where I think it was, no no more than 30 minutes. No more than 30 minutes, because I live like 30 minutes from downtown Chicago, so. Okay, okay. Take it home. So, so check me out. So before, before we get ready to go ahead and uh, take this home, I got two two quick questions for you, un- unwrestling related. Okay. Uh, First question is, um, what, in your opinion, is the top? No, what, what, in your opinion, are the top three comedies of all time? Now, this could be stand up. This, this could be a movie. It's totally up to you. That's a really good question. I've, I've never been asked that question actually. Um, damn, what's a movie that always has me laughing? I feel like this is my opinion, uh, of course. Uh, I feel like for me, like something that comes to mind, it has to be something with Chris Tucker. And I'm leaning towards either Friday or Money Talks. Um, oh, Money Talks. <laughs> it might be Money Talks for me. Like, it's just so many. Like, Friday has quotable lines too, don't get me wrong. But, like, I find myself quoting Money Talks a lot. Like, I try to do what I can do what I can do like just it's just so many different fucking lines from that movie so um that would be sometimes one. I don't know when I even when I'm gonna slap somebody yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I do that <laughs> tell them to shoot you in the umadabadala the what um <laughs> 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 uh, yeah that would definitely be one of them for me money talks damn what else man that's a really good question um damn comedies 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 what else really makes me laugh happy half-baked who's that i'm sorry half-baked half-baked i don't think i've ever seen half-baked honestly fuck um, you fuck you fuck damn. you that's a tough question. i might have to take a rain check on that question. fuck you i'm out I might have to. I don't know. You might. You you kind of floored me with that one, James. Oh boy! I don't want to hold everybody. I don't want to hold no, you. No, no. I'm enjoying no. the podcast. Don't get me wrong. Um, no, I just don't want to hold you guys. Like I don't want all this damn dead air of me sitting here thinking about this shit. I mean, um, you could always say like, you know, the best comedy ever will be when you stomp that ass out and take that championship. Well, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. You know, you'll be the one to smile, sure. not nobody else. <laughs> facts, facts, uh, facts. It's the pressure. It's the pressure of it. Uh, I mean, that's what we do. We, we, we apply pressure. Go that one. Damn. I tell you what. I'm gonna come back to this question, and I'm gonna go to the next. Okay. 
Okay, so so far we got money talks. <laughs> yeah, I need two more. You need two more. Next question. This one should be very easy. Should tell us about a moment that you knew as soon as I get home or my parents get home, I'm gonna get mad. Oh man, so that friend that I was telling you about. We were fucking around. We were throwing rocks like in like second grade or third grade or something. Man, so <laughs> we were throwing rocks at each other in this man's lawn, and somehow a rock hit this man's window um, on the way home from school one day. And so the police were called. We stood there like good little boys. No, actually, you know what? I think my friend fucked around and, and walked off. He got out the gym on me, and I was stuck there looking stupid. Or maybe his mom came to the rescue. Something happened where he got out of the gym and my ass was stuck there uh, because my mother was at work. Um, so the police pulled me in the fucking car. They take me down the street. I wasn't even that far from the crib. Literally, like, probably like less than 10 minutes away from the house. Uh, walking, of course. Um, it was like two minutes in a car. So I'm with the police and our doorbell was broken at the time. So we fucking pull up to my house and I knew my brother was either home or he wasn't but chances are he was home because he was supposed to be home um and they rang the doorbell but the doorbell was broken at the time and so they're knocking they rang the doorbell more than what they knocked and I knew the doorbell was broken but like I didn't say anything about it really and so they knocked and because no one answered the door they took my little black ass to jail. So breaking the window? Yeah. We didn't even break it. I think we damn near just like cracked it. And so they took me to jail. Mind you, like I'm probably like eight years old, nine years old at the time. Tops. Definitely I was probably like eight. Um, they take me to jail. Um, and so I'm sitting there for hours and hours and hours just waiting on my mom to come pick me up. And so I knew. I knew when she picked me up, that ass was hers. I just fucking knew it. So best believe, show sure enough, when we got home, that ass was my mom's. It's Mrs. McCoy's baby. Uh, I'm Mrs. McCoy's baby boy, but she got in that ass that night. So yeah, for, for cracking that windshield or cracking that window. And then like uh, her having to come pick me up from the police station. Listen, listen, listen. Now, I, I myself have been in similar situations uh, numerous times. Where, I just, <laughs> hey, um, I'm gonna get my ass beat as soon as I get home. Hell yeah! I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give you a quick story, and then after that, we're gonna get to your last two, and then we'll go ahead. We, we can go ahead and get to this uh, these PSAs and take it on home. So, real quick story. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I think around this time, I haven't been around like, I don't know, the age of 10 years old, okay? I had just broken my leg. Uh, broken, broke my leg, rollerblade. Um, I got rollerblades for Christmas. My baby sister, my only sister, uh, she had rollerblades already. So she was teaching my big ass how to rollerblade. Back then, for me, I was used for the two two wheels on each side, right? Oh, yeah, so I got sure. a- That's why I made that face up, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm 10 years old and at the- Hey, 
Boy, ain't no fucking way, boy. <laughs> like, like I'm ten, I'm ten years old, and I'm I'm all I'm all like five five nine at at this moment, five nine five five ten. So I'm on these rollerblades, and uh, you know I fall, I break my leg. Long story short, I'm on these crutches, uh, and I end up getting my sister's bed who was younger than me, but had a queen size bed and I had a twin size bed, but that's getting, that's, that's getting besides the point, right? So my leg is broken um, and I can barely, you know, move and get out of bed good. Like, you know, this is like fresh after getting the cast on and uh, I had to go to the bathroom. Um, no one was around to help me out the bed. Uh, so I looked around and I seen on the dresser, which was closest in arm distance I could reach, there was a crayon box. Not my crayon box, my sister's crayon box. So I'm like, yo, I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. And if I pee in this bed, I know I'm definitely going to get my ass whooped. And then, yeah, I'm 10 years old. I'm too old to be peeing in the bed. So I grabbed the crayon box, I emptied out the crayons, went ahead, peed inside the crayon box. Um, Sister found out, as uh, soon as my mom got home, told her. And I already knew, like, you know, as soon as she told my mom, like, it was over with. So to to go ahead, to, to give, her <laughs> shot, dude, was give, you, give you a visual, my sister walk in. You must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> she opened up the crayon box, and it's a crayon box full of piss, okay? That's all that was in there, was just piss, in a box, and I got my ass whooped for it. Yeah, <laughs> either way, either way. No, no I was ten. Uh, but <laughs> I say this: I wouldn't advise anyone else to pee inside a crayon box if y'all still using crayons in 2022 because everything <laughs> is virtual now. You know, I don't, I, I don't know the kids' color, but uh, nah, that, that was a crayon time. box. <laughs> hey, every time I edit, every time every time you see a crown boss, you're gonna think of this. But uh basically Damn near. <laughs> yeah, I got my ass for for the Silence! I can't take this shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, you gave us one. Just give uh, us two more. Let's give you two more. Alright, man. I guess I'll say Friday. Um it's one of them the second one um three uh, trying to think here because i was trying to be engaged with your story i wasn't trying to think too hard about what my answers were gonna be um damn well it's, well, it's not many uh movies that involve crayon boxes and piss so i can understand that. <laughs> 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 that like i ain't know we still on this question uh Okay, so you got Friday to, uh, two, uh, which is uh, next Friday with Mike Evans. Okay. No, 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 not next Friday, just Friday. Oh, just Friday. Okay, just Friday. No, Friday, Friday. Next Friday was funny as hell too, but uh, I'm gonna go with the original. What about um? Don't be a menace in South Central by sipping while sipping. That's funny. That's funny as hell too. Um, but again, Cheech, you keep giving me these suggestions. I gotta. I, <laughs> 
They got I'm trying to help, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it though. I appreciate it. I know you got my back, Cheech. I appreciate that, my dude. I don't, uh-huh. I don't think he got your back. You ain't in the trailer monster, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I just wanted to test him, you know what I mean? See how he came at me, you know. From that is well, I'll be getting a JDS shirt see, soon. See, <laughs> that's the thing. I keep fucking forgetting it's a trailer Lamar shirt. I keep forgetting because it's a huh. fucking trash ass cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's supposed to be like Android Android number sixteen or Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Yeah. The D don't stand for Dragon Ball Z, so Um Damn, third comedy. See how I'm like Fuck, I almost want to say, no, that movie wasn't that funny, though. <laughs> no, you know what? Maybe it was to me, because, all right. It was to you, yeah. Fucking bury me for this answer, but it's the only movie that I can think of. And so I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to say Wedding Crashers. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh, and, yeah. And That's good. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna just say that because I can't think of any other movie right now. Yeah, that was good. They were the crashers. Yeah. Mom, the meatloaf. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meatloaf. <laughs> Wedding crashers was was definitely funny. Like motorboating, motherfucker. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good moments. Oh, actually, yeah, well, um, I like Meet the Fockers too. Meet the Fockers is really good. Like, ah, there we go. That's a good one. Uh, good one. That's what about a- this one? You remember this? You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Old school? Old school. So, all right, all right. So, I'm about to catch heat for this. I was hoping it wouldn't come to this. Uh, but when I talk about Wedding Crashers, I always say that was Will Ferrell's best movie because I'm not like a big Will Ferrell fan. I don't know what uh-huh. it is. In high school, people would like, like, oh, Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, Step Brothers. And so, like, the rebellious <laughs> side of me would come out and be like, bro, he's like, it's just not that funny. Like, it's funny as movie. So, <laughs> you did say you're a Cubs fan, though. So, he used to do this uh, skit on SNL for Harry Carey, the guy that used really? to be the announcers for the Cubs back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You could, fi- you could find it online on YouTube. It's actually pretty funny, though, because Is he it? does, like, a spot on impression of Harry Carey. Dope. I'm about to check that out. I do like I like Elf, but like um, I don't know. I never really watched all of like Will Ferrell's movies. Not saying he ain't funny, but I would just it would it's a different type of funny, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You're not missing nothing. I mean, it's it's like it's like watching it's it's like watching a Ryan Reynolds movie. I mean, it's just, it's the same right. character with a different name. Right. Okay. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Why you gotta go at Deadpool like that? Right? I like Ryan Reynolds, but just like, yeah. That movie Waiting. Remember that movie Waiting in the restaurant? Oh, that was a funny ass movie. Was it? You never check. seen that one? It'll yeah, basically one. teach you to never send food back to a kitchen. Oh shit. Yeah. Or or come into a restaurant be like with like three minutes before the closing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, uh, still waiting, was alright, but it wasn't as funny as the first. Oh one. no, that uh, that that's like uh, like belly, belly number two. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it don't count. That shit don't count. <laughs> like it no. never happened. Yeah. No. With the neuralizer, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Will Smith. 
But speaking <laughs> of normalizing, man, look, we definitely got to thank you for sliding in where you fit in on this Talk Your Shit Thursday coming through. Look, before we even get to these PSAs and everything, let the people know first and foremost what they can follow you and Talk Your Shit JDX. Um, so you guys will have to forgive me. I used to be spot on with this. Uh, I since recently changed my uh, social media um, names. So I believe, uh, and shout out to you guys for doing this at the bottom, I believe it said, um, you can find me at, on Instagram at the.official.jdx. Um, on Instagram, no, I already said Instagram. On Twitter, I believe you can find me at official jdx or official mm -hmm. yeah thank you you guys got like fuck you got the answers right there i feel like i'm reading the teleprompter like the news man um awesome i'm on <laughs> youtube you guys can find me at uh yeah y'all ain't got the youtube shit because i know nope. that because i recently changed that one too i believe it's official jdx um just type in jdx wrestling jdx matches to find me on youtube you'll find me um yeah that's really about it yeah, and, re and remember, yesterday's price is not today's price. Huh? What was the Fat Joe meme? I missed it. Oh, yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Facts. 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 I missed it again. I don't know how I missed it again. <laughs> we're just... We're just um, and then also, you guys can find me on uh, PWTs, Pro Wrestling Tees, and you can get a real fucking shirt and see what a real <laughs> graphic design makes, you know, cartoons of great wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> He's coming for that championship. That's all. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It just went like this. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, all I can all I can say is the heat is on. Make sure y'all are there. Make sure y'all in the building. February 19th, you do have Black Wrestlers Matter 3. And also February 20th, going down to Columbus, Ohio. OWA presents Good Trouble Volume 3. Make sure y'all are definitely inside of the building. Being in the building, go ahead and watch it on the streaming platforms. Go ahead and support it any way that you can. But as we usually do on this show, we leave y'all with two PSAs. First one being, check this out. Too much negativity can have you unbalanced mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Spread more positive vibes. It takes very little, okay? Very little to build someone up than it does to tear them down. Think about the logic inside that message. It can be easy as paying someone a compliment, doing a nice gesture, or you can go to watermaneuver.net, go ahead and purchase our t-shirt, Positive Vibes Only. Go ahead and get it as a gift. You ain't gotta get it for you, get it for someone who's going through something at this current moment. Maybe they can look down at that shirt and get a little bit of reinsurance that positive vibes only may be the way to go. And also with that being said, look, it is 2022. COVID has been here and it's been kicking our asses for the past two years and it's on the fifth 
remix, okay? The fifth remix, okay? We we, we done went from Jermaine Dupri, DJ Drama, DJ Khaled. Now we are on, uh, 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 what's, what, what's the name of that DJ? Uh, Funk Master Flex, okay? So we on the Funk Master Flex remix. So with that being said, it's very easy, okay? It's simple. If you want to survive COVID, it's simple structures, okay? Surviving COVID. First thing you got to do is wash your hands. But most of all, wash your ass, okay? Use soap, all right? Teach. Let these people know how they got to do this, Papa. Remember, it's from face to ass, not ass to face. Okay. It's that simple. It's that it really simple. is. It, it really is. I mean, this nah, really nah. has nothing to do with COVID, but some of you people out there do not know what good hygiene is. So, you know, after you take a shower, throw on a couple coats of deodorant, get some body spray on. But most importantly, brush your damn teeth. Nobody wants to smell your funky ass breath. Just saying. And I'll add to that if that's okay, guys. Because um, this is <laughs> going on. This is going on for too long. Um, I'm all for like you do what you want with your body and shit, but it's it's disrespectful as fuck when you go around touching stuff and you go to the bathroom and not only with COVID being a thing. You walk out of the bathroom after pissing and not fucking washing your hands. Like, that's so disturbing to me. Like, like COVID's a thing. And then on top of that, like you touching your, your private, your penis, like, and then you go out and touch shit in the world. Like, that's fucked up. Like, just wash your hands, bro. Yeah. You ain't lying. Yeah, you ain't lying at all. Listen, wash your hands. Look, nasty ass motherfuckers, okay? Don't nobody wanna don't nobody wanna touch your dick hands, okay? Watch your <laughs> your whiskey dick. Nobody wanna touch your whiskey dick. That's disrespectful. It's that's it's, that's it's very disrespectful. Watch your hands, man. Watch your ass. Use soap. Make sure that you do it some face to ass and not ass to face, okay? And on that note, you <laughs> okay? We love y'all. Y'all be safe. And until then, uh, what those kids say nowadays? Peace. Sayonara. What's up? We'll catch y'all on the flip side, man. But with that being said, we out this piece. Wash y'all hands for real. We out. All right. Let's go. Good trouble. Tres. Okay, I was gone for a minute, but I'm back now. Sit the fuck back down. Sit like everybody now, day Hollywood. I was like that now. I'ma show you motherfuckers how to act now. I'ma show them how to act. I'ma show you. I'ma show them how to act. Okay, now picture little Bobby just a younger run around with his man's hammer in his hand, feeling like a man. Run, motherfucker, run for the pole, pole, get the gun, put it to your brain like goddamn. Everybody know you ain't about it. Everything you talk about. I know I can live without it. Red light, stop, green light, go. Everything ain't what it seem like, motherfucker, I know. Hold up, what you mean? Where you been? Bitch, I been in. This is merely the beginning again. What you been living in? The box under the bridge, like Anthony Kiedis. Looking for something to complete us and maybe lead us. Fucking elitist. Hell of a long way from equalists how they treat us. Body of a builder with the mind of a fetus. Turn on the television and see the vision they feed us. And I wish I could erase that face facts. Everybody people. Everybody bleed. Everybody needs some. Everybody love. Everybody know how it go. Everybody people. Everybody bleed. Everybody need some. Everybody love. Everybody know. I've been knocking dope down like a Jehovah Witness. God is my witness. I'm witness, but on the real, I think I need.